Welcome back to another episode of Sports Ball FM. I'm Andy. I'm your host. As always, today, it's going to be a great show. The NFL. It is almost time for football season. I am so, so excited for it. This was a big offseason for football. It's been a big wait. Things are going to be exciting again this year. And there is a lot to unpack between draft picks, free agent signings, trades, all that good stuff that happened in the offseason. I just want to unpack it all for you and give some of my thoughts on what I think is going to happen this season. My awards, what teams will be good, all that kind of stuff. And also want to give a little bit of insight into some fantasy football, which I have proven to be pretty good at fantasy football. Still haven't won a legitimate championship yet in any leagues where people are actually active, but I would consider myself a good fantasy football manager who knows my stuff. So I'm going to give some advice for that and also take a look at Thursday Night Football, first game of the year between the Buccaneers, the defending champs, and the Cowboys. So first, what I kind of want to do here is I think should unpack, go by division, and look at each of the teams in those divisions, what their offseason was like. And first, I want to start with the division where my Giants are, the NFC East, or the NFC East, as people liked to start calling them, or calling it, I guess, last year. So, I would say the Giants had a very busy offseason, one that has excited me quite a bit. So, they draft Kadarius Tony. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't have high hopes for him. I really don't. I think if I'm talking right now, this guy just can't seem to even get on the field at practices. And I feel like it, he he might just end up being a total bust. The Giants have it, they've they've drafted some of those types of guys. And I don't really have much confidence in him. Um, I think Daniel Jones could hurt him a little bit but I do have high hopes for him this year but first starting with wide receivers and stuff now my favorite pick that the Giants made was actually in the second round drafting Aziz Ojolari out of I believe he went to Georgia he is one of my candidates for a defensive rookie of the year I think he could get a lot of sacks and will definitely help improve their edge rush So, big signings for the Giants. They sign Leonard Williams to a three-year, $63 million contract. Could end up being an overpay, but he was very good last year after that trade at the deadline the year prior. They got rid of Golden Tate. Very happy about that because he was just kind of a problem. Uh, They cut Kevin Zietler, which I believe he's hurt now, but I'm not quite sure why they did that, given that their offensive line is now bottom five clearly in the league if not the worst uh they improve on the front of getting some weapons for daniel jones they signed john ross who of course is hurt again because he can never stay healthy former first rounder i believe um just never panned out in cincinnati but he has a lot of potential uh 
former Viking Kyle Rudolph is now there to back up Evan Engram, and it sounds like if he can stay healthy, he will probably be uh, getting quite a bit of time if Evan Engram is hurt. Their big signing, Kenny Galladay, to a four-year contract, and he could be a big weapon for the Giants if he stays healthy. They sign a Dory Jackson, cornerback from the Titans, um, and their secondary is going to be stacked this year. Gotta hydrate. Uh, that's that's important, folks. That's my advertisement for the day is for water. This episode is sponsored by water. But I think for the Giants, their big key is going to be Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones, he has to have a good year. This is make or break for him. And the Giants' defense is going to be there. They were there last year, and they pretty much only improved. They did lose Dalvin Tomlinson in the offseason, but I'm not too concerned about the loss of him. I think their secondary is going to be super-duper good with adore, guys like Adore Jackson, Logan Ryan, well, what else am I forgetting? Uh, James Bradbury, duh, and Xavier McKinney. And But their offense, hopefully Saquon can stay healthy for them and I think the Giants could go 10 and 7. They've got a relatively easy schedule, but I also think they could end up going like 5 and 12. But it, or even worse if Daniel Jones is not good, but my hope for them is that they will finally break out this year and I think they have what it takes to do it. Next team in the division, the Eagles made some big changes. Uh, no more Carson Wentz. They traded him to Indianapolis. And now they're going to have Jalen Hurts as their starter. They draft Devontae Smith. I'm very mad at the Cowboys and the Eagles for that. And even the Broncos. This is as a Giants fan. But they're, the Eagles kind of look like a shell of their former selves. They still have guys like Zach Ertz around. Jalen Rager will be there for his second year. Miles Sanders, for them, can hopefully stay healthy. Their defense has a lot of question marks. So does their offense. How how does Jalen Hurts do? We don't know quite yet. So my thoughts on the Eagles are they will probably finish last in the NFC East, but it is such an unpredictable division that they could possibly sniff the playoffs. And for them, if I'm talking like floor and ceiling I think for them their floor is probably 4 and 13 I think they'll probably do a bit better than that because Jalen Hurts could turn into a top 10 cornerback I think he has the stuff to do it and I think their ceiling's probably like 9 and 8 I don't see them going any higher than that it's just so weird saying stuff like 9 and 8 just with the additional game but of confidence in the Eagles this year, I will definitely say that. I think they will be fine. Uh, it ju- it really just depends on Jalen Hurts and, and other and some of these veterans and just their question marks. Can they be good? Maybe surprise them when the NFC East. You never know, but I don't. I don't think they will. I think there are. I think all three other teams are just better than them. And one of those teams that is better is the Dallas Cowboys, who obviously finally signed Dak Prescott to a four-year deal. And they will run it back with their wide receivers and stuff. Those guys are really good. And Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, who could have an absolute 
breakout year with hopefully a fully healthy Prescott. They signed Keanu Neal and they drafted Micah Parsons to hopefully improve their defense, which is going to be one of the keys for them. Their other keys, I would say, are going to be can Ezekiel Elliott stay healthy? Can Dak get back to where he was pre-injury? This team could be very good. I I genuinely think this team could go 12 and 5, but I also think they could fall to like 6 and 11 if things don't work out. If Dak gets hurt, they're in deep trouble because I don't think Cooper Rush is I I don't have confidence in him leading a team to the playoffs, especially a team that relies so heavily on its offense. That's what we saw before Dak got hurt last year. The defense was giving up like 40 points a game or something ridiculous. It wasn't, that's an exaggeration, but it, it was pretty bad. So Dallas, they're my pick to win the NFC East right now for sure, but it, it's really going to depend. I, this is one of those teams where it's like, we're just going to have to wait and see with them because things could go in a number of ways for them this year. Then Washington, we all know that their defense is just absolutely stellar, and they improve the offense. They sign Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will hopefully be able to be a quarterback for them this year that is good. They also have Taylor Heineke waiting, who I have good amount of confidence in after that playoff uh, game against uh, Tampa last year. And they signed Curtis Samuel to add to their wide receiver group. This team could also, th- this is probably the team that I have the second most confidence in, in the NFC East. I think they're really interchangeable with the Giants, but their defense, guys, guys like Montez Sweat and Chase Young, who are just going to absolutely it's going to be a brutal for any team that has to play them. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he if he has a decent year at quarterback, this is a team that should be able to win the NFC East. But I really think for them it's going to depend on how well Dallas does cuz I if they went 7 and 9 last year and made an improvement at quarterback, maybe you get two more wins out of them and maybe three. So I think Ceiling for Washington, I'd go 10 and 7. Floor for them, I'd probably go 6 and 11. So my bet is they finish second in the division, but they easily could win it. So gone through the NFC East teams, but I think Dallas wins the division. Washington finishes second. The Giants finish third, sadly. No, if they will, they have almost too many question marks. And then Philly will finish last. That is is my prediction right now. Next division, NFC South. Start with the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. They brought back everybody. They are clear, clear favorites for me in that division. I'd go ceiling as high as 15-2 and with them, and probably lowest, probably, like... You never know what could happen. Like, Tom Brady's age could catch up to him. I'd probably say 9-8 and eight for their floor. Their defense is good. They proved it in the playoffs. And also, they're, they're gonna, their offense is just so balanced. And they're, all three of their wide receivers could potentially be number one wide receivers between Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown. Their running backs, hopefully Leonard Fournette, for them, can... Uh, build on what he did in the playoffs last year. Playoff Lenny, you already know. 
former very good running back in Jacksonville. He ran it back in the playoffs this past year. All the confidence in the world in Tampa. I think they will. They have a great shot to go back to back, and they are definitely a contender for the number one seed in the NFC and the best team in the entire league. New Orleans. It's going to look quite a bit different in New Orleans. They've got no more, got no more Drew Brees. He retired. No more Janoris Jenkins. No more Emmanuel Sanders. This team's going to look a lot different. They've got Jameis Winston at the helm, who, with his eye improvements, hopefully should be a good quarterback for them. Michael Thomas is out. That's going to be an issue. Alvin Kamara, he lit it up on Christmas last year. He will probably be lighting it up again this year. That would be the hope for New Orleans, at least. Ceiling for them, probably 11-6. and six. Floor for them... I'd say the floor for them is probably seven and ten. Could be worse. They're just gonna have to. This new team is gonna be real interesting. I mean, does Damus keep the starting job? I have the confidence in him. I'm not sure though. I'm not. We're gonna have to see it play out on the field. I think their defense is going to look a lot different. Their receivers, Marquez Callaway, is a guy to watch this year. He's proved that he has good chemistry with Jameis that we saw it in the preseason it's gonna really it's gonna really depend on can this team find a new identity and can Jameis live up to the potential that we know he has so this is a team that I think will finish second in the division and I think they could there they could be a playoff contender for sure and now next team that I want to go to is the Carolina Panthers So they drafted, it was J.C. Horn from, uh, yeah, I went to South Carolina, I believe. And good cornerback. This team's defense is getting slept on, I think. They've got guys like Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, who could both be good, good players. They've, Jeremy Chin showed flashes of greatness last year. And I think Burns is just good. Their biggest change is going to be at cornerback, or not cornerback, at quarterback. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's out after one year, and they're going to turn to Sam Darnold. This is going to be an interesting experiment. (laughs) And can Matt Rule fix him? That remain, the, the jury's still out on that one. They sign Hassan Reddick, who was a, an underrated free agent. They signed David Moore to pair with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Dan Arnold will be their new tight end. And this team, it really depends on Darnold. I think some of you on the internet land, in internet land, are delusional about them making the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. Next year is their blow-up year, where they will finally be good and maybe come out of the rebuild. Um, I even forgot to mention uh, them drafting Terrace Marshall Jr. too, who could even be ahead of David Moore on the depth chart. And it's going to depend on Darnold. Christian McCaffrey should hopefully be healthy for them this year. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore both have the potential to be top 15 wide receivers in the league. And their defense, they've got some, they've got some good guys um, out there too. Hopefully JC Horn will be able to um, 
be the guy that they're that they drafted him to be. So for them, it's really going to come down to their defense and Darnold, and their other guys on offense too. I'd say ceiling for them is probably nine and eight, floor four and thirteen, and that's because Darnold could end up being awful. And they have XFL legend PJ Walker behind him. He did win a game last year, but I mean, I don't think he is necess- He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's got the potential, but he is not great. So this is my f- pick to finish third in the division. And then fourth in the division will be the Chokers themselves, the Atlanta Falcons. They draft Kyle Pitts. I think he's going to be a fantastic NFL player, but they lose Julio Jones in a trade. Really sad, honestly. They just He's a guy they completely wasted. I hope he has a lot more success in in Tennessee. Matt Ryan's still there. They signed Mike Davis, um, sleeper running back. I actually have him in a, fan, in a fantasy league. I think he... He definitely could be good there. He's probably their second option at this point, or probably not second, uh, third option on offensive plays behind uh, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. They've, this team thinks they can still contend. I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm really not buying it right now. They could be good. They could be good, but I don't have that much confidence in them. I would go for them a ceiling of eight and nine i'm so sorry falcons and then a floor of four and 13 that seems reasonable for them i think they will finish last in the division their defense it's just a big old question mark don't have confidence in the falcons this year nfc north the packers First team I want to get into, they're my pick to win the division after the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. They re-sign Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation still. They should be as good as ever and should also be a contender for the number one seed in the NFC. It's as simple as that. Um, Devontae Adams should be very good again. Their two running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon could both be very good. And their defense... Just, they're a solid, solid team. Their offseason was really dominated by the whole Rodgers saga. They re-signed Kevin King, who I think the, the, the fan base does not like, obviously, after the Scotty Miller play in the NFC Championship last year. But they're, they're the obvious choice to win the division. Ceiling 14-3 and three, and floor for them. Floor for the Packers is probably eight and nine because I think they're. It this is like remember when Rodgers got hurt a, co- a couple of years ago when they were just terrible. It, they do not. They sh- that hopefully should not happen with them this year. The that I really hope it doesn't because I think they're going to be good. Just stay healthy, and you guys will be fine. First place, Vikings. Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. I don't know what to do with you guys. So, on the one hand, your offense looks great. Your defense looks revamped and should hopefully be a lot better than last year. They bring in Pat Pete, Anthony Barr's back. They sign Harrison Smith to an extension. And then their offense was his. It, it, it was so good last year, and they just couldn't get it done because of the defense. They came close to the playoffs, couldn't make it. 
Dalvin Cook should be a workhorse running back. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen should be very good. Kirk Cousins, we know his talent on the field can be there. He had a underrated season last year, but I'm not, I don't, I think he could end up being a total distraction. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I think Cousins ha- is a talented player, and I think he is a good NFL quarterback. He just needs, he needs to grow up a little bit. I think his, some of the comments he's made regarding vaccines and stuff, it's going to hold back this team, and they're one of the lowest vaccine rates in the NFL, and I think that could really hurt them when it comes to possible um, outbreaks and potential forfeits. Hopefully that doesn't happen for the sake of people's health. I, I'm I'm not sure whether to be confident in them. I think their ceiling is winning the division. I'd give I'd give their ceiling probably if the defense is a lot better than last year, easily twelve and five. But if things fall apart, this is a team that could go seven and ten. Probably I'd give their I put their floor at six and eleven. Could be a rough season. Could be a great year. We don't know. Their COVID's going to be a big factor for them, though. And losing Irv Smith doesn't help. Hopefully drafting Christian Darasaw will help their offensive line. Dalvin Cook could be even better that way, but we're just going to have to see with the Vikings. And then next team is the Bears, the Chicago Bears. And this team is very, very, very polarizing in my mind. So... On the one hand, they get Allen Robinson back on the franchise tag. Um, Darnell Mooney is looking to have a breakout year. On the other hand, you're starting Andy Dalton over Justin Fields, who you drafted. He fell to you guys. I do not see the logic here at all. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I just don't get it, guys. I mean, come on. I, I'd understand it more if. I will respect it if you don't want him to get completely just trounced by that Rams defense that they're going to have to face in week one, but they he's Justin Fields is going to need to be the starter at some point on this team. And I'm a little bit worried given that they basically just got rid of their secondary entirely. It really makes little to no sense why they did that they're they're a team that has a lot of question marks but could be good I think they probably aren't as good as the Vikings or definitely not the Packers but I think they could finish a respectable third in the division and sniff the playoffs I'd give their I'd give their ceiling I'd probably give them because their defense they're up front they're very good I'd probably give them mm, if you start fields early enough and he has success 10 and 7 as your ceiling and then your floor 6 and 11 it's going to be in that mediocre range and possibly sniffing the playoffs for them then last and probably least the Detroit Lions they bring in Dan Campbell to be their new head coach he is an interesting guy they get rid of future Hall of Famer mark my words Matthew Stafford they trade him for Jared Goff who I think is disrespected in this league. He had a great year when the Rams made the Super Bowl. I think he's still got it left in him. They've got DeAndre Swift, who is turning into a stud running back. 
They draft Amon Ross St. Brown, who could end up being their wide receiver one. They do lose Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. So this team is going to look a lot different. And they also have Tyrell Williams. Um, I won't repeat the Kevin Harlan quote, but just, just go look it up. It's one of the greatest announcer moments of all time. Very funny. They draft Panay Sewell, who I think is going to be really, really good on that offensive line. Their defense is a huge question mark, though. Uh, can Jeff Okuda live up to the hype when they where they drafted him at number three? Uh, don't expect big things out of the Lions. I, I'd be very surprised to see them have a lot of, if any, success this year. I'd give their ceiling 7-10 and 10 at the highest. Um, Jared Goff could be good. DeAndre Swift should be good. Their wide receivers are a huge question mark, though. And probably their full lore... For this team, 3-14. and 2-15. Mm. and 2-15. and 15. No worse than that. No worse than that. You're going to win a couple games. You're not Houston. We will get to either today or in the next episode. I'm thinking of splitting this into two parts and doing an AFC preview as well. This could end up just being the NFC preview. But for the Lions, I think they finish last in the NFC North. And then... Last division in the NFC, the NFC West. I'll start with the Arizona Cardinals, who brought in A.J. Green, drafted Rondell Moore. Another future Hall of Famer, J.J. Watt. They do not re-sign Kenyon Drake. They lose Patrick Peterson. They lose Larry Fitzgerald, who just doesn't seem to want to play anymore. But I have a lot of confidence in Arizona. They're playing in a very tough division. They improved their defense quite a bit. They, man, who did the Cardinals draft this year? Uh, Zaven Collins. And apparently he got arrested. So um, he was a, he, he looks like he could be very good sleeper. But uh, I didn't realize he, he got arrested this was back in june but he could be very good defense should be strong for them offense should be very strong kyler murray could be an mvp candidate ceiling for the cardinals i'm not sure why i start with the cardinals because i think you could really shuffle this division anyway i think the cardinals probably will finish i think their ceiling is 12 and 5 and their floor is 7 and 10 they could be a definitely a contender for the this division. Really, practically, I think they finish probably third. That's my take on the Cardinals. And then next team, I will I'll go to the team that I think will win the division now, and that is the LA Rams. Bring in Matt Stafford. They sad makers to the um to an Achilles injury for the whole year. But this team was solid last year, and they got an upgrade at quarterback. Their defense should be as good as ever. They do lose John Johnson, and they re-sign Leonard Floyd. This team should be good. This team should be very good. When you've got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and that wide receiver core, this team should be good. Matt Stafford, future Hall of Famer. Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle should hopefully be good enough to um, replace Akers. And really, this team is just solid all around. They play in a tough division, but I'd give, I'd give them a chance to compete for the number one seed in the NFC. 
And I think their ceiling is 14-3. and We'll go with the Rams because I think they have the talent out there, a better defense, arguably, than the Packers and similar offenses, I'd say. So I'd give them this about the same about the same ceiling. And then their floor, probably Well, John Wolford did prove he could be a good starter in this league. And he was possibly going to compete for the starting job with Goff, because remember McVeigh, before they traded for Stafford, said they might have a QB battle this year. So if something were to happen to Stafford, which hopefully it doesn't, I, I think this team could still finish a respectable nine and eight, but I'd give their floor eight and nine. Team has been consistently good over the past four or five years. I think it's because your Super Bowl fifty two they had they made the playoffs. Yeah, so past four years, expect expect good things from this team. I think they are easily a Super Bowl contender. Then another Super Bowl contender in my mind in the NFC West is the 49ers of Santa Clara, but they're called San Francisco. They draft Trey Lance after trading up to number three in the draft, and I definitely think he's going to end up being their starting quarterback by the end of the year. Loads and loads of potential there. Jimmy G will be the starter for now, and he is good when he's healthy. Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon in the backfield could end up being a just absolutely nasty combo. George Kittle should hopefully be healthy. That offensive line is stacked. That defense is stacked. And they have good wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, who I have in fantasy leagues. I think I have them both in the same league, both two good players. Expect good things from this team if they stay healthy. I definitely think they have the potential to go win the Super Bowl. And even contend for a number one seed, though I'm not, I don't think they're as good as the Buccaneers. It's really going to come down to what in the world happens at quarterback and can they stay healthy? Because I think if one of these quarterbacks is good, like Jimmy Garoppolo plays like he does or did in the year where they made the Super Bowl, uh, so that was two years ago, expect great things from this team if they also stay healthy, but. If he goes down and then Trey Lance suddenly shows up and is the next great thing, then they should be good too. I don't think they are as good as the Rams, but I also think they could be better than the Rams. It, they are. This division is so ridiculous. I think that the 49ers will have a ceiling of 13-4 and four and a floor of probably 7-10. and 10. The quarterback and health it's the biggest things super bowl contender though if they stay healthy and if things go right for them now hot take i would like to apologize to my friend smeek seahawks and their defense i don't trust it their their offense should be fine they signed gerald everett to be their tight end they've got tyler lockett and dk metcalf as their uh, wide receivers they've got chris carson good running back and Russ, let him cook. He could be an MVP candidate. I'm not going to like play that down. But their defense their defense looks a bit thro- uh, thrown together. They lose KJ Wright because they just don't re-sign him for some weird reason. They don't bring in Richard Sherman, which I'm still surprised about. The offense is going to be there. But I think what sets the Seahawks apart from these other NFC West teams is... Their offense is going to be good in all four 
NFC West teams have really good offenses. But it's their defense that's going to hold them back and just not allow them to be a great great team. If they had a better defense, I would be calling them a Super Bowl contender probably, but they just don't. I think their ceiling is still high enough at 12-5, and and I definitely, definitely, definitely think that this division could be so good that all four teams make the playoffs. But at the same time, their floor is probably, with Russ, they should be good. And they are the defending division champs, but I would give them 8-9 and nine as their floor. But they will likely end up being a decent team, but not great. I don't, I don't trust that defense. So, to recap, the Rams win the West, Niners finish second, Cardinals finish third, and the Seahawks finish fourth. And now with that, I kind of want to conclude today's episode... Um, I know I said earlier I would try to get into some fantasy stuff. That should come in uh, the next episode, which is the AFC preview. And my playoff predictions. My number one seed, I'm going to give it to the Rams. They have been a Super Bowl pick for me this whole offseason. I think they finish with the best record in the NFC, and it's going to be tough to beat out the Buccaneers for that spot and even win their division, but I think they can do it. Buccaneers probably get the two seed, and then the Packers will get the three seed. Those those three teams are really interchangeable, honestly, if you look at it. And then the fourth seed, I believe, will be the Dallas Cowboys. Now, when it comes to wildcard teams, I think the NFC West is going to dominate in this regard. I'm not, I don't think the Saints are better than any of those NFC West teams or maybe even the Vikings. And you could even look at Washington as a contender, possibly two teams coming out. The people out there who think the Panthers will make the playoffs, you guys are a bit delusional, not going to lie. But the top wildcard team in the NFC, I think will probably go to the Niners if they stay healthy and their quarterback situation works out like I was talking about earlier. They will probably be good. And I think they will be Super Bowl contenders. They're going to be a dangerous wildcard team that could even be better than some of those division winners. And then the sixth seed. I'm going to give it to the Vikings just because they improved their defense enough and their offense was historically good last year. Just don't have a COVID outbreak or some stupidity like that and you guys should be fine. Don't have distractions. That is your key. And then the seventh seed in the NFC. I see a couple teams that will compete for this. It'll be the remaining two NFC West teams, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And then I think the Chicago Bears will be competitive for this. I think the Saints will be competitive for this. And I think Washington or even the Giants will be competitive for this. As much as I want to say the Giants will make the playoffs in any way, I don't think they will. Washington, I think the, I just don't know if they can be strong enough. I don't know if the division, the NFC East can be strong enough to field two playoff teams. Saints have too many question marks. Bears have too many question marks. I think this is the year Arizona puts it together and gets into the playoffs. And they will be the seventh seed in the NFC. It's as simple as that. 
Their ceiling is so high, and Kyler Murray could easily be an MVP candidate. The last thing I want to do before I sign off for today's episode is Thursday Night Football. Give you guys a little sneak preview of that and even give you a bit of a fantasy look at this game. So it's the Cowboys versus the defending champion Buccaneers. And this game could turn into a shootout easily. The two high-powered offenses, but... I think Tampa wins this game, and here's why. So Dak could be in a almost a shell of his former self. We don't know yet, but the biggest issue lies in Dallas's defense, which I think is going to be very, very questionable, especially in the secondary. And I think Brady could throw for five, four touchdowns and like 400 yards in this game easily. He could he could pull off what he did against the Lions last year. And I think guys you're going to want to start in fantasy are any of the wide receivers on Tampa. I think Brady is definitely a good start. I'm not sure about any of the running backs because we don't know what the workload is going to be for any of those guys. But those are some guys I would definitely start. I'm not sure. I think... Like a guy like I don't I wouldn't necessarily start Michael Gallup, but CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper should be good starts this week. Dak is a little bit questionable, actually. If you're in a shallower league, maybe don't start him if you have a better option. But he's also got the potential to throw for like four hundred yards and three touchdowns. Kinda the same situ a similar situation to with Brady just because of the sheer amount of talent he has. and But the only thing is just his injury liability, and the Buccaneers have a good defense. So, final score prediction for this. I think this is going to be a high-scoring one. And I'm actually going to, you know what? 38-35 Buccaneers. High-scoring game, and I think they will hit a game-winning field goal in this one. It's as simple as that. Should be a great season opener. Good job, NFL. You guys, I think you guys are going to, you guys nailed it with this in the schedule. This is going to be a great way to open the year. I am super excited. Let's go, Tampa. Let's go, Tampa. I find it so hard to root for Tom Brady, but I hate the Cowboys, personally, with my Giants bias. But this NFL season is going to be awesome. Super, it's going to be super competitive. And that kind of concludes today's episode. Um, next episode will probably be an AFC preview and looking at more fantasy stuff. And possibly the panel could return with a bunch of guys and we might end up previewing week one's, the rest of week one's matchups. But Stay tuned for more football content coming soon. I am so sorry that I have been so lazy with posting recently. It's been forever, and that's completely on me. I feel really bad about it, but I really hope this makes up for it. Going to have a lot of football content coming out. MLB is coming down the stretch, so be on the lookout for some more of that stuff. Um, NHL and NBA are starting soon, so we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. But anyway, for now... Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of me rambling. Hopefully it wasn't too bad, but I will catch you guys in the next one. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy football. 